Welcome builders from Lakeland, Florida. This is the Build Your Success Leadership Podcast with your host, Brian Brogen. We're going to empower and equip you to build yourself and then build others. Now, let's build up with your host, Brian Brogen. Hello, we would love to welcome you to this episode of the Build Your Success Podcast. Here at the Build Your Success Podcast, we like to build you so you can build others. I do that through coaching and training and helping teams improve their team communication and leadership training. But I also bring some amazing guests to this podcast. Today, I'm grateful to have Helen Fanucci. Helen is an MIT trained engineer who has built her reputation and career managing teams responsible for billions of dollars in quota. She developed the Love Your Team system of sales management over a 25 year career on the front lines at topic tech companies. You might recognize a few of these, Apple, Sun Microsystems, IBM, Microsoft. Uh, Helen's first book, Love Your Team, A Survival's Guide for Sales Managers in a Hybrid World, is now available on Amazon. Helen, welcome to the podcast today. Thank you so much, Brian. It's so great to be here. That is wonderful. We're excited to have you, and we're going to kick things off with our signature question. What does leadership and being a leader mean to Helen Fanucci? Yeah, good question. I love that. Well, first and foremost, I think leaders need to um, be really clear communicators and set clarity of priorities and objectives for their teams and then dig in and support their teams so they can be successful and drive the business. The teams are the ones who amplify the leader's success. And it's not about the leader. It's about the people. That is Great. I totally agree with you that leaders are amplify their team member success. And the, the, it's just great to know that people are supporting one another in this whole uh, leadership style. So you have uh, wrote this book about uh, love your team. You know what? I love that title. I, I heard you a little as I was doing show prep on a video talk about how at first you were kind of hesitant to use the word love in business. But let's talk about that a minute why we can't use the word love in business. Why are we hesitant? I mean, don't we love people and love what we do? You know, people say that, but it just, okay. So I've been in business, you know, over 25 years and there's a lot more recognition now about the dynamics between women and men in business and things like that. But using the term love seemed to be a big no-no. And for many years, men in particular were really afraid, I think, on how they interacted with their female counterparts because they didn't want to be perceived as being inappropriate. And so there's, you know, so that is part of my background of understanding about business, but also, um, you know, people don't talk about work in the love context. They talk, tend to talk about their families and loved ones. But as a manager and a leader, I really felt that the sentiment that managers need to have is loving their team and really caring and supporting their teams. And so when I, um, in you know, July of 21, did a keynote and talked about retaining talent, I used the term love and loving your team as uh, an important characteristic of what leaders needed to do. But yes, I was kind of nervous about that. 
But um, one of the things I've got to tell you in uh, October, I heard Alan Mulally speak at a slalom conference and he turned around Ford and he ran the commercial aircraft division of uh, Boeing. And, you know, he's retired now. And he talked about, you know, getting together with his leadership team. And on his slide, he said, love him up. And I thought, okay, this is good. This is this is mainstream and I'm on the right track here. And of course, you know, at that point, my book was close to being launched. The title was locked, but I realized that maybe I was overly apprehensive about using the word love in business because clearly Alan just, you know, had it right on a slide and he's such a respected business leader. I thought, okay, this is good. Yeah, I got the opportunity to hear Alan speak at Live to Lead. I'm a John Maxwell coach, trainer, and speaker, and, and I host it locally. And man, what a great speaker he is and how he did turn that company around. And, 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 his, and his speaking style is very humble, uh, but boy, the, the context and, and content that he brings about is just phenomenal, very inspiring, and, and, and truly does, I believe, care for the employees that, that work with him. That, that's great. A great, great example of of loving your team. Yes, amazing. Well, you mentioned it in, in what you were talking about there about retaining employees. I wrote down this question. In this new era of work from anywhere, what do we need to do as leaders and employers to retain top talent? Okay, that's a great question. Because now when you can work from anywhere, I like to say your top talent can walk out the door without taking a single step. Because they're working from home, they every company on the planet is potentially vying for your top talent. So what I think are the keys to ingredient ingredients is number one, understand what matters to your team members on their terms. During COVID, expectations of employees evolved and changed. So for some people, it's work-life balance, it's flexibility. For others, it's maximizing income. Like what is it? that matters to them. Maybe it's career progression and then figure out what you need to do to help them achieve what their goals are on their terms. And so I think for leaders, you know, one is setting a foundation of trust and relationship building, but also as I, you know, like talk about supporting team members, what does that mean? To give you an example, um, the sellers that work for me, Inevitably, during a process of negotiating a deal, they will need to get a, you know, some kind of resource commitment from Microsoft investments, if you will, whether it's engineering investments, migration support, or maybe it is pricing reductions. And so the sellers, I, you know, they are the ones front and center. I hold them accountable to doing the whole job, but I have them present the business case that they've created to senior leadership at Microsoft asking for the investment, asking for the um, proposal to be approved. And I'm in the background, my video's off. I actually take notes and action items so my seller can be present for the conversation, focused on the conversation. So it gives them visibility to senior leadership. It helps build their confidence and skills in presenting that kind of a business case. And it's really a high stakes conversation. And then it gives us the opportunity to debrief and uh, can be a coaching moment. So that's an example of building skills and supporting my team. 
I don't do the presentation on their behalf. I don't take that over because I, and I know some sales leaders have a different point of view, but I think that that is an example of um, kind of supporting and really amplifying the team's success, but also holding them accountable for doing the job. We hope you're enjoying today's podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Build Consulting Services. Are you ready to reduce workplace conflict, reduce employee turnover, and increase your productivity? If you're ready to put Brian to work for your company, give him a call at 863-800-9658 or email him at brianb at buildcs.net. Now, back to today's episode. Ellen, I'm excited about the way you help those team members evolve and, and, and how they get to have experiences in front of these senior managers and senior leaders, uh, just going to, like you said, amplify them in their careers. I also want to kind of back up a little bit. You mentioned how different people have different expectations uh, in this new world. So I think that's always been the case. I think we're, we're being more uh, aware and sensitive to it in these days. But that's definitely something as leaders we need to think about. Work from home doesn't work for everyone. And in fact, I come from a construction background and our production members, team members, they can't work from home. I mean, they got to be physically in the field or on the front lines or maybe they're in a factory somewhere. Those people have needs as well. And we need to be conscious of them and not, you know, kind of only think about those people that can work from home and can work from anywhere. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, my book, the context of my book is uh, for sales managers leading sales teams. And the reason I selected that um, is because, well, one, that's my experience and background, but selling and generating revenue are the um, key ingredients for company growth and valuation. So there's a big pivot point there for managers to really amplify their team and the risk of losing sellers is significant. It's about three quarters of a year's quota attainment because it takes three months to replace a seller and then maybe another six months for them to get up to full speed. And that's if they work out. So that that's a high stakes role. And I think sales managers are under-recognized uh, role in the organization. And, you know, people tend to leave their managers, not their companies. And so I think it's huge for managers to be able to be effective in retaining their talent and amplifying and supporting their talent and using their positional power to, you know, reduce sales friction. But you're exactly right. Not everybody can work from home or prefers to work from home. And so we've got to be respectful and understanding, again, the needs of all the individuals that we lead and support. Yeah, so many of me included, I'm a people person. I want that water cooler talk. You know, even I can work from home or work from anywhere. I, I really want to be around other people and engage with other people. And I thrive on that. And so I, I agree with you. We definitely got to consider all things. Uh, what are some ways to support our team members as a leader? Yeah, it's great. So first and foremost um, is, as I said, understand, you know, kind of what success means on their terms. 
I, my system, love your team system of leadership is I set up regular one-on-ones with my team members. And that's a form for them to tell me kind of what's going on, get an update and also find out where they need support. And so, you know, I did the math. So what I propose is, you know, kind of every other week for a half hour, a touch point with your team member, it's about 15% of my time in a, in a given month. And um, it provides the foundation of the relationship, but also enables me to have a regular uh, contact point to understand what's needed. Um, and I also want them to feel confident that they can tell me what issues they have. So the last thing I want is a surprise. And I want them to know that, you know, I'm going to lean in and help them if their deal goes out of the forecast for the quarter. And I know some sellers sometimes are afraid to tell their managers because of, you know, they feel like that could um, put their job at risk. But the thing is, is, you know, selling is a team sport. And if we're not all leaning in, nobody can know everything. And we've got to really mobilize our resources across the organization and across the team so that we are putting, you know, giving our best to the customers and helping customers uh, get the results they're looking for on their terms. So what I actually propose in supporting team members and building trust and relationships are exactly the same things that I expect the sellers to do with customers. They've got to build trust with customers. They've got to build a relationship, understand what success means on the customer's terms and figure out what we need to do to deliver on that. So it's kind of this, you know, modeling the behavior, if you will, that I expect the sellers to have with customers. Um, Another thing that I'll just mention, because this is not always uh, intuitive, is what we're finding is a lot of the customers are not back in their offices. So selling is also more virtual these days. And we're seeing these moments of opportunity to bring people together physically, whether it's an executive briefing at our corporate headquarters, or maybe it's a, you know, we uh, have a... um, there's an industry conference and we all get together during, you know, in conjunction with the industry conference, but the day-to-day meetings with customers tends to be a lot more virtual than in person. And, and a lot of that is down to people aren't coming back to the office with consistency. And so you've really got to plan ahead of time, those moments in the office and rally around that. You covered a lot of ground in that answer, which is great. I love that, supporting each other. Those one-on-ones, how important those are to to sit down and speak with your staff and and be there, be present for them, find out their needs and and, and support them in that way. This this whole piece around, you know, helping your managers the same way you help your clients. You know what both of those have in common? They're both human beings. And I'm yes. learning that this stuff applies, you know, working with the individuals, it, it's it's not one way to treat this person or that person. Everybody needs respect and everybody has these wants and desires. And if we can fulfill those for each other, it's going to make everything better across the board. And that, that's a great segue into the next question I have here. What can we as leaders, people that listen to this podcast, maybe a manager, mid, mid-level manager, executive, what can they do to support their team's career goals, the individual goals of a team member? 
Yeah, it's a really good one. First of all, set clear outcome-based objectives. And I say outcome-based because we're not all co-located every day. And so you're, it's not about the day-to-day activity. It's about delivering the impact and results. So measuring that and um, finding out what they care about. So for example, I've had team members who wanted to be managers. And so I had them step in for me when I was on vacation and represent you know, our organization, my team in the forecast call as an example, or, you know, so that they get some exposure there. I've asked, you know, my boss, okay, can a team member participate in their staff meeting with me so they can see what happens, kind of the sausage making, if you will, in the background and what managers and leaders are actually doing. I also have them shadow me There's also mentors, mentoring opportunities, skill development. And so it really depends on what the ambition is. Um, I helped a team member move from India and get a job in the U.S. because he wanted to um, build his career and move to the U.S. So I helped him with networking. And so it it, it could be skill development. It could be management, um, shadowing. There's a lot of different elements. There's on the job, there's, you know, courses, learning capabilities, and it comes down to the ambition of that individual and figuring out what they need to support them moving to the next step, whether it's a promotion or what have you. Maybe it's a stretch project, expanding their scope within the role so they can demonstrate, you know, growth and get promoted. That is wonderful. I think back on times when some employees, when I've had these one-on-ones and asked about the career goals, and some have surprised me. They had a different track than I thought was best for them, but it's great, again, to learn and realize people have different ambitions and and different outlooks and and different experiences, you know, reasons why they, they may not want to sacrifice as much time as others are willing to sacrifice. So it's just good to, as we started this off with, recognizing these different goals and objectives of team members. So we're going to wrap this up with a final question here. Why did you write the book, Love Your Team? Well, I thought that I had a positive message to um, get out in the world, if you will, this system of making the team first and foremost, the center of attention is most books, a lot of leadership and sales books, you know, are kind of sales books are about techniques and they're about, you know, closing deals with the customer. And I really felt this was important for team members. Um, And I just am so recognizing how critical managers and leaders are. And I was hearing um, things like, you know, we're, we don't know how to deal, you know, are our sellers productive? Are they working? Or how do I know what they're doing if I they're not in the office. And I thought, well, that's the wrong question maybe, or that's missing the point of really managing to outcomes rather than activity. So I felt like I had a positive message in, for the world. Um, on In my book, I have, you know, kind of uh, testimonials of people and they're all people who have worked for me going back 25 years. And so I really, it was really important to me that I kind of walk the talk. And so had them 
you know, in the book talking about, or it's called advanced praise, talking about kind of what it was like to be on the receiving end of working for me, if you will. So I wrote it uh, because it was an important message, I thought, and I wanted to get it out in the world first and foremost. Well, we so appreciate you writing this book. And for the listeners, where can they find this book? Well, it's on Amazon and uh, the audio version of the book will be coming out sometime in January. Um, so right now the physical book and Kindle version is on Amazon and uh, that's where you can find it. And if they want to find out more about you, they can go to loveyourteam.com. Yes. And then, and then also you suggested to me, LinkedIn's another place for people to find you. Yes, exactly. I'm on LinkedIn as well. So that's both of those work. So reach out to Helen on LinkedIn and connect with her, get to see the things she's posting and sharing with her network. We appreciate you listening to this podcast today. Do me a favor, go wherever you're listening to this podcast, give us an honest review and rating and share this podcast with others. I know Helen dropped some gold nuggets that your friends and your network can use. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. Remember to build yourself and then build others. Want to learn how to build yourself and build your team? Visit www.buildcs.net and learn about Brian's programs, special offers, and more. Build yourself and then build others.